The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning. Welcome to the Source of Truth podcast on this Monday morning. And we're glad you're with us as we take a few minutes out of our day in God's Word. And I hope you're together. It's actually Tuesday morning. I missed yesterday's. I apologize for that. I just keep thinking it's Monday. Uh, Tuesday morning. And as we look in, we're in Matthew chapter 9. We're going to finish up Matthew chapter 9 this morning uh, <clears throat> with really something that Jesus gives as much of a challenge as anything. When we look at the life of Christ, really you're going to look at a bit of the, the heart of Christ this morning. And what does that mean to me? What does that mean to me in application? What does it mean as, on the aspect of the local church and things of that nature? Uh, how should it work our perspective in life? So let's evaluate this passage. We're in Matthew chapter 9, uh, verse number 35. Uh, the Bible says, then, when G- then Jesus went about all the cities and villages teaching in their synagogue, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with uh, compassion for them, because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. I think the first thing we can see is we can see the heart of Jesus in this. It starts off and it says that he went about all the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, healing sickness and every disease. Now, the first thing you see is that he went into the synagogue. Remember, the synagogue was designed a place to worship God, worship his father, worship the heavenly father. Uh, Even though the religious people had tainted that and gone the wrong direction, Jesus was going back to the source. Now, this wasn't liked. We know that later the apostles did it. They They wasn't liked then either. But it wasn't liked what he was doing, but he did it anyway because this was the place that was designed to worship Jehovah God. He figured, let me go to the, the first thing he would do is he'd go to the religious people, give them the opportunity to hear the truth. Please remember, this is God Almighty speaking, not just a inept preacher. This is God speaking. And so when they're not listening, they got to go against God, against the, the conviction, the truth, the powerful speaking of Jesus. So the first thing we see is his heart. Now, we get this as important when we look at this. One of the things I want to mention about scripture, all of us can do this if we're not careful. Uh, I want to clarify this because I do believe this is the heart of God and the application will come in a second here. I think sometimes we look at scripture, there's just certain things in scripture, uh, either the preacher says something or we read or we've read an article on or whatever, and in our minds we come back and say, well, you know, I, I know some people do this, but is this really a command? Is this really required? And one of those things, if we're not careful, will come down to this idea of outreach, evangelism. We believe the church should do it. We believe it's a great thing. But then we'll say things like, you know, I'm just not naturally a gifted speaker. I'm not an evangelist by gift. And God has put evangelists in the church. No big deal. Um, and so I'll just pray for and support the people doing this. You know, we're glad we got missionaries. We're glad we got people on staff. And we'll just encourage them as they go out and do this. Now, I hope we understand that when scripture gives us instruction, it's not, you know, there are some very specific instructions just for pastors, for missionaries, for elders, deacons, things of that nature. But when scripture, you have to look at it, there are certain things that sometimes we like to put off on those people that are commands to everyone and commands to you and commands to me. This is one of those. So we have to see the heart of Jesus. The heart of Jesus was the lost. 
Be Jesus, she said, I came to see the righteous repentance, not and bring the right, uh, bring the sinners. Uh, I didn't come to reach the righteous, but bring sinners to repentance. Sorry, I said that wrong. His premise was, I didn't come looking for the self-righteous who thought they had it figured out. I came to seek and to save those who are lost. That's the heart of Jesus. And what do you mean by lost? I know we look at the idea of lost as without Jesus, but look at the truth. If you're without Jesus, you are lost. Uh, you're lost in a lot of different things. There's a lot of things in life that you look at and say, well, I am absolutely lost. I, I don't have the answers. I don't know what the answers are. Frankly, I don't even know some of the questions. And that's what happens. And we seek after what the world thinks. We look after what the world teaches. And while it seems to have some answers and it seems to make sense, it doesn't take long before we find out their answers are just as empty. And we know that because we've stepped out, which brings discouragement, depression. It just makes the problem greater. Because we look at the world and most of the world hasn't figured this out either. And then we'll get into a certain church and we'll meet somebody who is, you know, in our minds, hypocrite or fake. And if we're not careful, we can just find all the negative. And, but here's what Jesus says. He talks about to the command of the local church. His heart is to those people, to those lost. And so here's what happens. He's preaching to all of them. And then in verse 36, he says this. But when he saw the multitudes, the large amount of people, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. So again, we come in, we see the heart of for souls and then the compassion of the Savior. So he comes to the world. Now, here's why I say this is a practical way for us to view the world. If we're not careful, we can view the world through a political lens, all right? This group's against us or disagrees with us or, and uh, well, they live this lifestyle, they believe this, and so we need to stay away. We've got to be very careful that if they're lost, why would they be different? I remember years ago, I was working, we were working at McDonald's, and a friend of mine, I took a, a young man home. We were witnessing to him, driving him home from work. And we got back, and we were describing a bit of what we had, you know, when I was in the dorm, describing a bit of what we were talking about to the guy. And he you know, had a rough life, and the guy goes, why would you even want to witness one of the guys? Why would you even want to witness someone like that? I mean, come on, that's just wrong. Look at his lifestyle. And it didn't make sense to me in that comment. And I thought to myself, and I told him, I said, what, why would he be different? He doesn't have Jesus. The idea that we only go to reach the moral people just goes against Scripture. Now, what's the point? Satan wants us to look at the world from a critical perspective. He wants us to see people who differ with us. He wants us to see people who don't like us. He wants us to see those who live differently as evil. And Jesus looked at those people with great compassion. He said, boy, if they only knew the truth, their life would change. And that's simply the principle here. He goes, they were tired and scattered like a sheep without shepherd. But if they had truth, if they had a leader, if they had a good church, it would change their life. So what did he say in verse 37? He said to his disciples, the harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. There are plenty of people out there that want to hear the gospel, that God is working in their heart. They need the truth. They're really ready for the truth. There's just enough people to tell them. And he says in verse 30, therefore pray to the Lord of the harvest to send laborers into his harvest. And I think it's intriguing that he says we need to pray that God would send. Because please understand, if you're going to go, I mean, this is one ministry he's really referencing to an extent. But if you're going to go ministry, that is a calling of God. But can I tell you what is not, does not require a calling of God. And that is the fact that so many times in scripture, God tells the church to go out, go in the highways and hedges, compel them to come in, that my house may be full. Um, there's so many different parts of scripture that talk to us 
about loving others. He that wins souls is wise. There's a whole list of things in Scripture that we can look at that talk about our responsibility. Now, a lot of times what happens is people say in that scenario, I'm nervous, I'm not good at this. And there's a whole list of legitimate concerns. What if I don't know enough answers? What if, you know, can I encourage you? There are some simplistic ways that you can be engaged in reaching the lost without having an immense amount of knowledge. One, as a church, we can equip you in some of the basic answers, and we'll do that soon. But if you'd like to know before we get to a way to do that, we, we can give you some resources that will help answer your questions. But can I tell you more than that? One, your testimony is the most powerful tool in bringing people to Jesus. How did you come to Jesus? Two, if just like when Nathaniel was invited to see Jesus, just say, come and see. You know what? Just come to church and sit down for a Sunday. Or go online and look, watch a couple services. Listen to some of the messages online. We give those small cards. Give a card out. And there is a QR code. They can go to our website. The gospel's there. These are just small things you can do. And we understand the Bible says some plant, some water. God gives the increase. So what does that mean? If you just do your part, God will do the rest. It's God's job to ultimately open their eyes and bring them to Jesus. We're just conduits in what he does to make that happen. May that be our desire to be the best we can to be that conduit. That's all we're looking for. When God opens a door, try to step through it. You'd be amazed in eternity what God can do with us just being willing to see the world not as our enemy, not as evil, not as whatever Satan wants us to think. We see the world as those needing Jesus, hurting, lost, confused. And without Jesus, why wouldn't they be? And may we have the compassion on them that Jesus did. Thanks for joining us on this Tuesday morning, giving me the opportunity to be part of your day. You do greatly appreciate it. Uh, we hope you have a great rest of your day, great rest of your week. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep looking to him. Keep the Bible uh, true in your life. Follow it, knowing that all the answers are there. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll look forward to seeing you next time.